Warning, what you are about to hear is born of long years of deep friendship, shared experience, brutal honesty, and the reconciling grace of Jesus Christ. Please, do not walk up to the first black or white person you know and start this sort of banter. It will not end well. We are now streaming live on Facebook. Indeed. First for, for, first time for everything, right? Like, yep. Like, he, 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 God willing, in the. In, mm -hmm. this, 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 this is what it took for the white man to be ready to go live on, on, on Facebook, y'all. <laughs> to be clear, I am not ready to go live. <laughs> I am going live anyway. And yes, this is what it took. I can't imagine how we could do anything other than than open up this this friendship our time this relationship uh to reflect in this incredible moment when people are feeling all sort of ways uh, what ways are people so feeling are. you know i don't i don't really know and 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 this is our first live so y'all welcome to racial heresy live and direct two episcopal priests i'm the one that's not wearing a collar anymore uh get together and discuss um some racially heret her heretical um conversations topics and um looking at this election this this presidential election um and the stalemate that we are in and um yeah i i, I titled this the, the white ally recovery system you know like here it is case my brother is the first time he's ready to go live or, or not ready but he he, he texts me like brother you want to do this live like <laughs> So here we are, here we are. No, I am not ready. Um, I did want to do this. It, it just seemed like if there was any other day, uh, this was the day. How are people feeling? Um, you tell us, uh, you know, text in the chat. Uh, Father Jabel is monitoring. I can't do that many things at one time. So he'll, he'll, he'll open up a page and let us know if anybody's, if anybody is out there, or are we just in one big echo chamber? But how are people feeling? I, I imagine that people are feeling uh, all kinds of ways, sad, surprised. There's probably still some surprise out there in the white community. Um, you know, maybe there's some hope that's still alive, resigned, maybe determined, maybe redetermined, recommitted. Um, there's, there's feelings on the black community too, you know. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't understand none of it. Um, I, I, I really don't uh, because my biggest surprise is that he did not win outright on election night that donald trump did not win outright on election night um mm -hmm. you know like when he descended down the escalator um back in what was that 2015 or whatever that year that was man i yeah. told people yeah. i was like that's white folks are racist enough um to 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 do this you know and mm -hmm. i i knew white folks are racist enough to do it again you know y'all ain't learned nothing mm -hmm. Um, the country has not learned anything. Oh, oh no, we learned a whole lot. We learned a whole lot. We learned how scared we are and how much self-preservation uh, drives us. And and yeah, and, and then some, like, I think we learned a whole lot and, and we drove, I was just listening to somebody who was talking about like it, they were looking at somewhere where there was their words uh, rioting and looting right following the death of a black man at the hands of police and um and even though like it, it it went even though it went for clinton or something in 2016 it it's going for trump right because of that law and order you know my safety thing right uh so yeah we learned we learned a lot 
Hey, you know, and that's why I say there's reactions on, on the black side as well, right? Because um, black folk, we were putting our hope, when I say we, I'm talking about us as black people and not me myself, because I ain't been hoping in white folk. Um, mm -hmm. But we, we, we placed our hopes in whiteness, right? Like our, our, mm. our faith directed us to hoping in whiteness, that white folks are going to get it right this time, you know, that, that, that every other time, white fragility and white vitriol have flared up and 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 violently reacted to the to to the existence and presence of black life um every other time this has happened the white folks have failed but this time <laughs> this time because the white man who was standing next to the black man who was president and had a black woman stand next to him too this time this white man you know what i mean like but nah it's like we have not done anything intentionally. What, you know, I was not surprised that Donald Trump was elected the first time because I knew America has not done anything intentionally to uproot the white supremacy that lays dormant in the American mind, both white mm. and black across mm -hmm. the board. Mm -hmm. In the four years, yep. so, so, so everyone thought that I was crazy, right? I was telling my wife the other night, I was like, man, it's crazy. You know, I was, I was exiled in the Diocese of Central Florida like four years ago for, for talking that this is going to be a problem. We are going to be exactly where we are, right? And everybody was like, you're too polarizing. You talk about white supremacy all the time and this is not a problem and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay, well, we ignored those realities because I said the same thing on executive council. That's why I, when I was elected to executive council, that's the same reason why I was pushed out of executive mm -hmm, council because mm -hmm. the leadership did not like me talking about white supremacy all the time. When we could have looked at this four years ago and started to intentionally address this, right? We didn't. And so in my mind, when I'm looking at this stuff, if we have not done anything intentionally in the four years, okay, we were surprised that it could happen. We were shocked and awed that it could happen. It happened. And still no one intentionally was like, oh, hell no. We got to do something right now to make sure that no more of this crap is sitting in the pews on Sunday mornings. Mm -hmm. What else did you expect? What, because people out in public were marching and saying Black Lives mm -hmm. Matter, mm -hmm. somehow we were supposed to expect that, that white folks had realized the error of their ways? I mean, Florida is the state that just in 2018 elected on the for a ballot initiative to give felons, ex-felons, the right to vote again. And that same Florida turned around and blocked those same people mm -hmm. from mm -hmm. being able to vote. You know, and it was like I was saying, man, it's like if it's, if it's one thing that is clear, you know, is that white folks, white society writ large has yet to come to repentance. And so what do you expect? Okay. All right. Well, we're done. You can, I mean, we stop now, right? Like, like, I, I don't know. I mean, yes, yes, yes. And yes. And, and there is, there are a ton of people who have done, there are a ton of people who have worked. There are all sorts of folks who have, who have written and spoken and acted and pleaded and begged and given money and showed up to, to do things within the church and maybe even more so outside the church. Um, so I don't want to lose that in the midst of, of this, 
uh, of your characterization as as accurate as maybe on the top level on the big level right like as a whole as a people clearly this is not uprooted clearly we have not undone the centuries of white supremacy that have been been our foundation and so i am here with a whole lot of other people i think going where is god in this moment man you know where is god in this moment you know i i i, I think God is here. And I mean that mm -hmm. in a very real sense. God is here. God is present. The question, that's not the right question. We know where God is. God is here. God is present. The question is, uh -huh. where is humanity? Where are we the people? Mm. You know, like if we understand the reality of the divine, God is. God is the only one who is present. God is the only one who eternally exists in the present. You and I are always either future or past. We always either were or will be. The moment we say we are, that moment has passed. Hmm. God is the only one who eternally exists in the present. So where is God? God is here now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The question well, is, so, where so are that, we? Yeah. Um, whew, so uh, oddly enough, um, I preached kind of about that mm, on Sunday. So maybe I should have been able to answer my own question a little bit better. Um, yeah, hearing, hearing from you, hearing from uh, a commentator through some of the work and preacher stuff um, and, and professors and things talking about the Beatitudes, right? Like, this description, the blessed are, are the poor, blessed are the, you know, the, the hungry, uh, thirst for righteousness, all of that. And, and this, what, what he called in the, the divine passive, this sort of, this open-ended, ambiguous place where they will be filled, right? They will be uh, comforted. They will be, well, they will be by who? And you're like, well, where's God? Where's God? He's like, the question we should be asking is, where are we? Where is everybody else in this moment? What are, what are we doing? Because that, that passive verb is ambiguous, right. right? That passive, if it's God or if it's us, we are we the hands and feet of Jesus? Um, and, and so in that sense, then let me ask this, like if, if we are the hands and feet of Jesus, if we're supposed to be asking ourselves, where are we in this moment? Um, that seems... I don't know. I, I guess it, it seems to me like we we both have failed as a people mm -hmm. and we maybe haven't failed. And I know failure and success are, are not a helpful frame most of the time, right? But for lack of a better term, it almost opens up this idea that that um, we're here and we need to keep working almost regardless of what has been or or whether or not we have we have failed or not, right? Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I'm I'm struggling because I don't want it to come out sounding like, uh, well, the church did just fine and the world messed it up, right? Like that's not a helpful assessment either. Right. Um, well, the church has not done fine. Idea. The, the, right. <laughs> the church, right. the church is the reason. The reason that we are in this mess. Well, there is evil in the world. And so I'm not ready, to, like we got more than our, our share and, and we can spend all this time and maybe we will and should, right? Talking about where, where we could have done differently or where know, we I mean, want I mean, to do differently in the future. 
I've been thinking about that too, brother, that, that like you said, there's evil in this world. And that is always the quintessential question on in, when, we, when we study religion, right? The philosophy of religion has always posed the question, you know, you know, about the problem of evil. How do you have evil? How do you have God and an omniscient and omnipotent, uh, omnipresent God and have evil in the world? And again, man, I think that's a Western mindset, right? That, like that's a supremacist mindset, a, a supremacist construct, right? Like it's a question that is designed fallaciously to disprove God. You know, it, 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 it pretends to be, be exploring the realities of God, but it, it, it sets up a dynamic to place doubt of God so that humanity can continue being wicked in, in, in with, 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 with excuse. The real question on the problem of evil is what is humanity's desire? You know, what, 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 what do we identify as quote unquote good? What is it that we pursue? You know, and in and, and an American construct, we say that's life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, right? We say that's what that we, 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 we pursue. But here it is, you got pro-life people, quote unquote, that support the death penalty, that are destroying the environment, that, you know, um, you know, separate babies from, from mothers, that, that, you know, bury people away in prisons, that, you know, are, 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 are willing to to let people who do not have the means to sustain life have babies that they then cannot care for, cannot provide a good life unto. Um, you know, all of these people say that they are pro-life. You know, um, and so the challenge, the, the the challenge you raise is is this idea of, uh, well, I don't know, it almost comes back again to sort of the question of how can an omniscient, omnipotent God allow evil to exist is that same dichotomy of, well, where is God in this moment? And and yet- God is that's here. A, that's a, a God is here right. right now. Where are you? Where are we the people? I mean, it should not even be a question on whether or not Donald Trump should be president. I could care less what your politics are. He is not what we want to hold up as an exemplar of the best of human ideals. Or apparently he is what we want to hold up as an exemplar of the exactly. best of human ideals, right? Exactly. Like, and that's, and, and, that's and, the and, point. And that to me is the better question on the philosophy of religion. What is it that we say we believe? You know what? By your fruits shall they know that you are my disciples. Instead of studying God, questioning God about religion, when religion is the binding back of a people to God, the religion is the way in which a people bind themselves unto God, unto the way, the truth, and the life. Instead of asking questions about what does this say about God? No, 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 no. What does this say about us? Hmm. What does it say about us so, that we can create a society that has all of these ancillary 
wickednesses. And we find ourselves in a position of arguing whether or not we should reconcile with those wickednesses. That that's what our religion, our faith inculcates a culture that tells us that we can start to quibble over whether or not our brother or sister is, is suffering more than they should be able to bear. So is this the moment then? I mean, is this is this the the final historic um, book end to Constantine and the and the moment when the church got in bed with empire? I mean, is is this the the moment in America where the church now might have a hope of separating itself from from government from from this idea that that clearly we are no longer if in bed with that. And now is the time where we can be an, an oppositional force to, to empire instead of a force that is in bed trying trying to shape and, and maneuver and, and benefit us and ourselves and our people? I will, I, I will say this. It is an opportunity for, 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 for it to be that moment. Now is an opportunity for it to be that moment. Whether or not this is the moment when that happens remains to be seen. Because up to now, the church has defended its position as being the um, sanctioner of empire. I mean, I got I got I got a text this morning from another another clergy brother, um, that was like, you know, Curry talking about Bishop Curry. Curry carried the water on Sunday, and white people told him to 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 screw off, to fuck off. He said on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's the same critique that I lay at the feet of President Obama. Being a person who was in politics, you know, for those who don't who haven't heard before, and those who may not remember, I, I was a communications director for a member of Congress. Um I I I was a urban party boss. I was a I was a I was a communications director for a Democratic member of Congress. Um, and then I was the chair of the DC Black Republicans afterward. Um, and you know, if you Google Jabril Ballantine Libertarian, you'll see an interview with the, with the Libertarian Party. Um, so understanding politics. Um, President Obama, I could understand him tap dancing in his first term because you got two things that you need to 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 do as 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 the first black pre black man to be president and 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 first and foremost is to make it a successful presidency because then nothing uh, if not nothing else matters mm. and 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 because everyone would say it was if if he was a one term president everyone would have said it was a fluke and you know right. right he had to get a second term i understand that and so I understand him tap dancing, shucking and jiving in his first term. Because he can't piss off white folks because he needs them to vote for him the second time around. The second time around, he had an obligation to be a nigga. He had an obligation because, and I mean to be a nigga, because white supremacy has established this nigga that no one really knows who the nigger is, but everyone knows the nigger is, exists and everyone knows that the nigger is to be feared. The nigger is to be rejected. That's what white supremacy did. They created a nigger 
And this nigger is the perpetual boogeyman of society. But the myth of the nigger has always been a lie. When you had, you know, the, 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 you know, after, you know, the, the, the whole rise of the clan that made the clan a thing was birth of a nation that told these stories of, of, of free niggers running around like deflowering white women. And everyone was so scared of that that they had to mount up and become knights of the Ku Klux Klan to protect white society from the scourge of the nigger. So much so that Woodrow Wilson this is the first movie that was ever filmed at the White House. Woodrow Wilson afterwards said it is like truth blazed in lightning. Justice Roger B. Taney, the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court in the Dred Scott case is gonna rule that a black man has no rights by which a white man is bound to respect. Establishing this nigga and setting this nigga in his place. Obama, for the sake of the nation, had an obligation to be the nigga and show America that a free black man is not to be feared to be respected for sure, but there's nothing to fear. So this is the place that we've come to a bunch of times where that is not a, I feel like that is not a critique for me to make, right? Like, so that that's part of why even, we partner on these even, things, right? Like, even if subconsciously you can say, you know, I can see that. <laughs> Right. Well, so so thanks to to the to, to decades of work on 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 so many black people's fronts. Right. They have they have labored long in my vineyard, if you will. Right. In 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 trying to get me. And so so I I, I do think in some ways I can see where you're coming from. And yet, like not my work. Right. Not my critique. Not not me to ever say what a black man, a free black man should or shouldn't do on behalf of the nation that, that created him, right? Like Baldwin was saying, right? That we are the ones who created this myth that you're talking about, right? right? Like what we are, my work and our work is to look in and say, what is it to answer Baldwin's questions? Like, what is it about me? What is it about the church? What is it about us that required that mythology, right? And so in my mind, it's not up to President Obama to, to do or be anything, it's up to us to, to, yeah, that, to that undo. That and is real. And so in this moment, in this moment, right, you know, I've started out with, okay, well, where is God in this moment, right? Well, shut up about God. Where are you? Where are the disciples? Right. Where, you know, right. God's right here. Like right. no, nobody's, nobody's, so right. where are you, right? Right. I, I don't right. know. I, I, That's the question. And I guess I go, I go, I'm going back and forth between wanting to lament in this moment and, and feeling like that's not my, like, it's not my purview, right? Like, I don't get to lament uh, a system that my people created, right? I don't get to but lament. But that's the thing, and, and man. wondering just. You're going to, y'all going to lament because I'm like, yo, we are. when, when, we when are. Trump wins, there's going to be a major meltdown because mm -hmm. y'all just knew that America was better than this. Even though it we showed you it that. wasn't, you know, even though America showed you right. it wasn't, right? America showed you. 400 years of evidence, 400 years of evidence to the contrary. But this election is going to be different. Man, you know, I literally That's heard- a fair critique. That's I literally a heard critique. a currency trader, one of those currency traders on Bloomberg News uh, was talking about 
all the reasons why he thought the dollar was a buy. Um, and, you know, he was like, you know, you know, everybody's talking about chaos and the election is going to be this and Donald Trump isn't going to isn't going to concede and so on and so forth. And, I, and he was like, and that's all just for show. I mean, he's just saying that. And, you know, it's to drive up, you know, angst before the election and blah, 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 blah. But when it's all said and done, you know, there's going to be a peaceful transfer of power. <laughs> I told folks, I was like, yo. When they said he was building a fence around the right house, I was like, oh, he building a fortress. He built he building mm. a fortress to do to, to barricade himself in and he ain't leaving the White House. He's gonna be in the White House because he's scared that if he get, you know, that's what happens with every authoritarian dictator, right? They 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 around the globe, they leave their country or they leave their palace for something, for some reason, to get medical treatment or something. And before you know it, there's a coup while they're gone. And so he like, I ain't leaving the White House. I'm gonna stay here and I'm gonna build a wall around my around my white around my palace. No more Mar-a-Lago. He he gonna stay right there. He's staying right so, there. He so, he guard he guarding his he guarding his eggs. He ain't counting them chickens before they hatch. He guarding them eggs. It, so I, this moment, I mean, how how blind, how how insular, how willfully ignorant to to not at least have some kind of engagement with a conversation. I almost feel like th this is a conversation to have with, uh, you know, the, the liberation theologians of, of Central and South America, to have with the churches who fought Idi Amin, you know, with, with the churches who have lived in exile in China or, or um, even underground churches in, in Russia. And that sounds crazy. And yet, where are those lessons? Because I guess maybe this moment, if it can be anything, could be that shift in our posture um, towards, towards our relationship with government, where yeah. we give up tax, you know, tax-free status, where we, mm -hmm. where we surrender the call somehow and avoid becoming the mouthpiece, uh, you know, of, of vote for Trump and the mouthpiece of white supremacy, maybe not avoid since we've been that in so many ways. So let me try that again, because we're live and I can't edit this out. Uh, <laughs> like that, how, to, how to make a step in that transition, right? How to actually believe the reality that we're being shown. Right, right. I mean, you know, it's like, you know, you know, Dr. Kinney, you know, me and yes. me, me and Jimmy had had Dr. John Kenny on Blacks with Power last week, and y'all y'all could see that episode detoxifying the Black Church. We call it because he he said he said the Black Church needs a detox. You know, he was like mm. he was like he was mm. like we got to get that snake venom out, and it was so right. interesting because right. he was talking about that snake venom, and he was talking about it in context with Genesis and the Garden, right? That that snake that 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 the, the serpent. That, that 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 deceived Adam and Eve, you know, that 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 snake bit us, you know, bit the black church, bit mm -hmm. the black population, that snake venom, which is white supremacy, bit us. And that venom was is 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 in you, you know? And he's like, we gotta get that venom out. And it's like mm. it was a powerful analogy to understand the work that needs to be done, right? And I bring that into context here because while the black church may have been bitten by the snake it's like the white church willingly drank the venom and 
And in either case, whether 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 you like that or not, right? Like whether folk like that or not, right? Like deal with that, you know? Because we gotta admit white supremacy is a venom, is a snake's venom, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. And if white supremacy is the snake's venom, no one made white folks take it, you know, white society. I mean, yes, now you get the invisible knapsack of white supremacy and, 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 and white privilege and so on and so forth. And you're bequeathed this, but, but, but when, the, when, when it was constructed, when societies was constructed, when Western civilization was looking at ways to come out of the dark ages, you know, when, when the Pope in Rome decided that he was infallible and decided to put himself over and above the popes of, 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 of Antioch and the popes of, and the Pope of Alexandria. Yes, there are three popes and not, this is not the three popes of Western Christendom and Avignon and so on. No, no, no. These are the three legitimate popes over the holy, traditional holy sees of the church. Alexandria, Antioch, Rome. Um, when they decided to do that, no one forced Western civilization to take that poison. That was a poison that was, 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 was willingly, was it drank, drunk, drank, drinked, whatever, <laughs> whatever. Imbibed. Imbibed. There we go. There we go. It's always easier to use the big word, right? <laughs> But that's the reality. Okay. Now that you know that, what do you do to extricate that poison? What do you do to, to, to detox yourself? What do you do to detoxify? You know, yeah. and, 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 yeah. and, and, and how do you share that detox with others who have been afflicted by the poison? instead of continuing to have it in your veins, literally passing along to your children, right? Like pretending you know, that, that, that you're biological... working against it. You're pretending mm -hmm. that you're working against white supremacy when it's a poison that is in you. Well, and you may even be working against white supremacy. Yes, but even, right? even if you work, are, if you haven't extricated still... it, right. Mm -hmm. Right, it's like Toxic Charity, like that book, that the Toxic Charity, yeah. I think it's mm -hmm. Upton is, is an mm -hmm. author. Toxic Charity, like you don't even realize that the things that you think that you are doing in love, you are doing to the detriment of the other because of And to ourselves. Poison. So I'm struck um, in, in our conversation because the reason that I was, was even willing to consider going live, and I actually, I actually almost sent you a text last night that was like, hey, we need to go live tomorrow morning, but I deleted it. And then this morning I pulled it in and I'm like, okay, fine, like we, we gotta go live. Um, you know, it was all about the election. Right. And, and that was the precipitating, and, and, and while it was in my mind, like for this moment, this historic moment, this election, we gotta go live. And we really haven't even been talking much about the election, right? Like the urgency, the, the fierce urgency of now, like all of this, like the election is just a, is a presenting, event Man, like and regardless now, of how it comes out and it's what like 11 a.m right now we we still don't know i, I haven't checked but you know who knows we ain't gonna know it, it's still no matter what happens all of these things that we've been talking about are true all of this stuff all of the drive all of the opportunity to extricate ourselves from from empire and to at least take one systemic step away from white supremacy in the church almost that that place where the poison continues to be to be fed where we continue to nurse right on that snake venom 
right? Like to make that separation and to take that step away, like regardless of who ends up winning this election, because that's not what it's about in the church. Right. Here is this moment. Where is God? Uh-uh. Where are you? Where are we? Right. Um, what is this step that we take now? Right. 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 And and that's the and that's the big thing, right? I mean, with 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 the election, you know, it's like I know why everyone is so up in arms about the election because everyone was looking forward to resting. Everyone was looking forward mm. to <laughs> to a return to normalcy. We all say that we know normal was not good. We know we we say that, yet and still we we long for Egypt. We long for the land of our oppression. We long for normalcy. The flesh pots of Egypt, and everyone was looking forward to being able to stop and rest, because it's been it's been a sprint. It's been a marathon sprint. Oh yeah. It's we, been a marathon really sprint, you know, what, right, 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 yeah. right, right, you know what I mean? Oh. And so, mm. and, and, and most black folk too, because black folk, we thought we had arrived when Obama got elected. We were like, woo, mm. we gonna, we gonna live good now. And then we went from Obama to Trump and we were like, oh shit, gotta start running. We don't know where we run into. We, would, we weren't running to freedom. We was running to a new master. We was trying to find another master to run to. Mm. We've been we've been sprinting through the woods again, ducking them hounds again, you know, them hounds is barking and we've been, you know, running, running up north to freedom again. And we tired. We's tired, boss. And folk, folk was hoping that Biden would get elected so that folk could say, Whew, OK, we could we could rest a little while. And sooner or later, everybody gonna go right back. to. Mm hmm. So this is this is the call. This is the place. I thought I would be here crying and and lamenting and whining and I find myself not not able willing or having the permission to in this moment to to ask and demand where is God and and to have that shoved right back in my face and all of our faces, right? Right back in our our open hands and prayerful posture and everything in this moment where where are we regardless of what happens with the election, regardless of who wins or, or what the protracted debate is, yet to continue to vote, to continue to protest, to continue to get out there, and maybe, just maybe, as we as we extricate more and more, to begin to really do and be differently, right? Not more, but differently, be willing to put white bodies on the line, be willing to put white resources and white money and white time and white bank accounts and white buildings and all of that in the service not of empire or in the service of self which really is the same thing at this point right in the service of whiteness but in the service of god and on the side of god for liberation of god's people amen amen i mean you know brothers and sisters like like we say where, where, where we know where god is you know we we we, we have to have the faith that says given two choices, knowing where God is and knowing where I am, I'm going to trust more that I know where God is, that, 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 that God mm -hmm. is where God mm -hmm. says he is rather than I am where I say I am. And, and the question, where is God, is a hopeless question. It is. 
because God is absent. What hope is there when God is absent? What hope can there be if God is absent? But if the question is, why am I absent? Where am I? I know where God is. That's not hopeless. Because I know where God is. Even if I don't know how to get there. I know that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever, so he will be there. All I have to do is continue going and, 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 and confront that position that says, oh, you know, Donald Trump got reelected, or if you're a Trump supporter, you know, Biden is bringing, you know, and, and Biden got reelected or got elected, and, and where was God, and God didn't help us, and no, it's the wrong questions brothers and sisters it's the wrong question it's the wrong it's the wrong outlook and 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 this election already shows us that we ain't where we need to be we ain't where we ought to be yes ought to be i know y'all white folks don't like people using declaratives like that but yes uh, we ain't where we ought to be um and so by god's grace um, let us let us get where we ought to be. And where we ought to be is where we should want to be, right? Like, mm-hmm. we, we, we want to be in the presence of God. We know where God is. We should want to be in his presence. Yes, we ought to be in his presence. We should want to be in his presence. And we damn sure should want to be in his presence, seeing the presence of this shit in the world. Uh- <laughs> Amen. Amen. To all those of you who joined this historic first moment um, <laughs> of racial heresy, this when, new era, when, when, when case right? goes live, <laughs> where where my the the tracks the depth of the tracks of my dragon heels is just just shallow enough to let that button be pressed. We thank you. We welcome your comments. Uh, we appreciate the comments that have been made so far for all of those uh, who have hung in. Uh, I told the Holy Spirit that it was just only going to be 20 minutes, and, and we're well past that. I told um, him about that. I told you to... about that, man. Y'all white folks always be telling the Holy Spirit, hey, Holy Spirit, I got I got things to do. So, <laughs> Holy Spirit, I tell you, when you get into the black church, woo, glory, hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> so, amen and amen and thank you. And go out, go out and be with God. Go in and be with God. Be where you are. Find out where you are and be with God in this moment so that love and justice and God's kingdom, which is where God is and is breaking in, can be more and more with us. Uh, I'm Father Case. I'm Father Jabril. Blessings to you all. Thank you for listening to Racial Heresy. Be sure to visit our website, racialheresy.com, to post your questions, comments, and feedback, and to share your own stories of life as a racial heretic. Want to hear more? You can find past episodes of Racial Heresy on iTunes and the Racial Heresy website. Want to hear even more? Invite Racial Heresy to speak at your conference, council, church, training, or event. Email us at ebonyandivory at racialheresy.com or visit our website for information on speaking engagements.